bitches. This is Salt the Room. Uh, cryptid, murder, ghost story, spooky podcast. Anything that you can think of that just uh, will make you nervous, I guess. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> that's good. And we talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm Shelby. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Destiny. Why did I raise my hand when I said that? You can't see me. Is that the daily question? <laughs> I hope our podcast makes you want to shit your pants. <laughs> Destiny! I don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> Let's kind of do like a generalized update. Kind of, Caitlin, what's new with your life right now? Um, well, by the time that this is posted, we should be about to leave or come back from Seattle. I'm so excited. So I'm, I'm so fucking geek. excited. I, listen, I need walking sticks because I have bad knees. Mm. And these two absolute maniacs are making me hike up a mountain. So my, one of my clients is letting me borrow her walking sticks. Rude! Because <laughs> I was gonna buy some. So she's like, she's like, no, I'll send you some pictures and you can take them with you. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I hate, I hate you. <laughs> we have to spend like sixty dollars on hiking sticks per person. Yeah, it is. Sucks to be you. Doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> Anything else new in your life? Not for realsies. What about you? Oh, just trying to look for a job. I quit my job, so I'm jobless right now. (laughs) But that's life. We love that for us. We're working through it. I'm just kind of vibing, you know? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing. To just be able to just vibe. Yep. Living the dream. Um, I got, I'm in my new job. Yeah. That we discussed previous episodes, which is fantastic. And also, I don't know, I think I told you guys this. They, I finished decorating the bathroom, and it's a shining theme. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's dope. It's dope. And I've I love this pictures. place. I want to see pictures. Yeah, they made a, a hair, an Instagram page for the bathroom. Oh, One yeah. of the owners did. It's called That's Hair's Johnny STL. Hair's, Hair's Johnny STL. And I think it's the funniest thing in the world. I love that. And I love it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm just super excited for our little vacation. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to look up spooky things around that area, not going to lie. But I'll do I, it. How about we don't? We can do it after we get back. I think it's a great idea. Because then we can talk about it. Fine. I'm with Shelby on this one. Two versus one, you suck. Well, we are going to do the Seattle Underground. That is for sure something that we're going to do. So that'll have some spooky shit to it. That way you guys actually get me to do something. Anything else new going on in your guys' lives? Nope. No, not at all. Oh, Max is about to go to Disney. Hell yeah, Max. And by the time this is out, he will not have been back. That's fun. I want to go to Disney again. I want to go to Animal Kingdom. Destiny and I have only ever gone to the main one, Magic Kingdom, I think. Yeah. Um, And that was fun. Definitely want to take her to see the other ones, though. Mm -hmm. For sure. The Epcot ball. Epcot. (laughs) I don't want to go to Universal. I have never been. Dude, you got to wait until Mario World's put up. Okay. And then we can go. Okay. Let's get into the spooky meat of this episode. Spooky meat. Well, okay. <laughs> Caitlin is in charge of this episode. So, so I what apologize in advance. For your spooky meat today. <laughs> I hate that now that it's said back to me. I have, I've actually got two because they're both a little shorter. So we're going to start with my favorite little boy. Um, his name is Squonk. Squonk? S-Q-U-O-N-K. And this is another cryptid? This is a cryptid. But um, the info came from... Cryptid Wiki, Wikipedia, and PinLive.com, because he is found in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Um, the squonk is a mythical creature that reportedly lives in the hemlock forest of northern Pennsylvania. 
The earliest written accounts of the squonk comes from nineteen from a nineteen ten book called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumber Woods by William T. Cox. And I actually happened to find the exact page that he wrote, so I can read you exactly what he wrote Ooh. here a little bit. Factual squonk. Fact as factual the squonk can be. This <laughs> is Canon squonk. Canon squonk. <laughs> um, but it is said that there are no earlier records of it than 1910. It appeared again in 1939 with a book called Fearsome Creatures, um, where it was suggested that the creatures migrated from the deserts to swamps and then finally settled in Pennsylvania. Mm. The physical appearance of the squonk has remained unchanged since the original writing, which is kind of unusual for cryptids of this caliber. Um, especially, I feel like smaller ones change their appearance more often because... It's less and stuff too. Yeah, like more people, more like people talking about it and yeah. changing little small things. You play too. telephone, you mess up half the words. Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, but I guess again, with more sightings, more descriptions come out, and therefore you can kind of find like a common factor. Later retellings included that squonks were slowest on moonlit nights as they tried to avoid seeing its ugly appearance. So I'm kind of giving you guys oh, a little bit. He has body um, dysmorphia. He, does. <laughs> he doesn't like. He moves slowly because he doesn't want to see his reflection in illuminated bodies of water. He moves slowly for that reason. At night, when when it's a full moon, because he doesn't want to see himself in the mirror in the water, because he does not like how he looks. I feel like if he moves slowly, that gives you more of a chance to really look at yourself. Well, he moves slowly so he doesn't like run across any like clothes um, to avoid it. like that. Yeah. Okay. So like, he's if like, you move real slow, like that's just giving you longer time to look at yourself. <laughs> no, he's just like super careful to avoid. Okay. Cons. Okay. This poor baby. I know. Um, in a 2015 version of Fearsome Creatures by Hal Johnson, the squonk is physically a pig, um, and it's covered in warts and has cauliflower ears covered in wax and hair. Its tusks are yellow and crooked, and its eyes weep constant tears. It has four legs, and I've never understood this next part, but it was included, <laughs> where, in parentheses, it says three and a half if the right hind leg is transparent. What? No one ever touches up on that ever again. <laughs> But also, this Yo, baby's... Yo, dog, I like your transparent leg. <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally. But also, this baby's just crying constantly. It doesn't like the way it looks, and it just sobs all the time. But so I, I forgot to tell you, the squonko also goes by, like, Caitlin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, with the description, squonk is a very good name. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Um... And it says its fearsome aspect is its contagious misery. So you look at it oh and you're also upset that you've I seen it. Like that. <laughs> so, with that little bit, let's see what so William sad. T. Cox wrote about the squonk in his 1910 book, Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods. I don't think people are very, very fearsome of him. No, I just feel so bad for this little baby. Um, the range of the squonk is very limited. Few people outside of Pennsylvania have ever heard of this quaint beast, which is said to be fairly common in the hemlock forest of that state. The squonk is of a very retiring disposition, generally traveling about at twilight and dusk. Because of its misfitting skin, which is covered with warts and moles, it is always unhappy. In fact, it is said by people who are able to best judge to be the most morbid of beasts. This guy's just laying into Jesus. Him. Hunters who are good at tracking are able to follow a squonk by its tear-stained trail, for the animal weeps constantly. When cornered, he said, I have depression. Literally. <laughs> he just needs a friend. This, this guy's just, he's so mean to him. <laughs> this, 
This is the reason why he's weeping. He's like, people just keep talking about me so bad. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. When cornered and escape seems impossible, or when surprised and frightened, it may even dissolve itself into tears. (laughs) That's me. It literally gets scared, and it turns into a puddle of water. (laughs) Me as fuck. Destiny of the Seven Gates. I'm going to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) The squonk hunters are most successful on frosty moonlit nights when tears are shed slowly and the animal dislikes moving about. It may may then be heard weeping under the boughs of dark hemlock trees. Why are there squonk hunters when it's just a crying pig? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's just a really sad pig. And they're like, we gotta get it. We gotta catch this We monster. gotta fuck up this ugly motherfucker. Oh my god. I feel so bad for him. It's like Quasimodo. Aww, it's, no. There's... There's Wilbur and Squawk. It's like, you are deformed. I am deformed. And you are ugly. And I'm ugly. Okay, here, here we go. I'm sorry. Okay. This is probably one of the funniest cryptids I've ever Jesus. read about. I have a picture for you guys, too, when I'm done. Oh, thank God. Mr. J.P. Wetling, formerly of Pennsylvania, but now at St. Anthony Park, Minnesota, which apparently is very important information in 1910, had a, disappo- a disappointing experience with a squonk near Mount Alto. <laughs> Wait, is it a squonk? Is it a species? I or is it, mul- is it multiple species. squonks? I think it's like Bigfoot, where it's like, it's, there's multiple. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> he made a clever capture by mimicking the squonk and in- inducing it to hop into a sack in which he was carrying it home, when suddenly the burden of the sack lightened and the weeping ceased. He so friends. he's carrying this fucking kid, this fucking pig, in a bag, and he's like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it just stops crying. I bet he got too scared and turned to a puddle of tears. That's crazy. Wentling unslung the sack and looked in. There was nothing but tears and bubbles. Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> that is That's so smart. Said, that's he said, I know everything. <laughs> I am the all-knowing being. I also got the 1939 version, but I could not find the exact, like, book page. What? You know what makes me so sad? What? So imagine this squonk, right? And you just see somebody that's like, come on, get in my bag. And you're like, you know what? My life has been so sad. I just need a friend. <laughs> so excited for this. So you get in their bag. And then... Zoink. Yeah, they kidnap you. I cry more too. And then he turns into bubbles. He's so just, mean. He said, I would also turn into nothing but tears. How about I read you guys another excerpt about people just telling the squonk it's ugly? Oh my god. This poor baby. This is the 1939 version, um, which was just Fearsome Creatures, which was updated in 2015 by Hal Johnson. The squonk is probably the homeliest animal in the world (laughs) and knows it. Oh my god. God. (laughs) Sorry. The distribution was once fairly wide, the usual habitat being high plains where desert vegetation was abundant. History shows beyond dispute that as these areas gradually changed to swampy, lake-dotted country, the squonk was forced to take to the water. Of distinctly low mentality, <laughs> so he's stupid too, um, it traveled constantly constantly around the uncustom, uncustomed, I'm so sorry, marches in search of fodder. With time, it developed webbing between its toes, but only on the submerged left feet. I don't know. I don't know. Him on entering the water, it could swim, but so only in circles. So <laughs> what in the Nemo? The what? The Nemo? <laughs> Just the entire left side of his body. He's like, I'm so fucking fast. So here's and the right side said, no, we can't swim. <laughs> here's what I'm 
I'm picturing is like half his body is just constantly in the water, the other half is just splashing around, and he's just going in circles all fucking day, crying. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't. Hey, it's yeah. funny but sad. I'm gonna read the sentence one more time because there's a back half of the sentence. Okay. Hence, on entering the water, it could only swim in circles and never get back to shore. <laughs> so he's just stuck there sobbing, <laughs> swimming in a pool. Fossil bones dredged from these lake bottoms reveal that thousands perished of starvation in this manner. There's so many squams. <laughs> oh my god, he can't even eat because he's just stuck he's just swimming in circles and sobbing. How'd he get in that person's sack then? I don't know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Today, the squonk is met with solely met with solely in the Hemlock Forest of Pennsylvania. It is a most retiring, bashful, crepuscular animal, garbed in loose, warty, singularly ill-fitting skin. That was all one sentence. He tore into this poor squonk as he much so as he could. Many adjectives to that for <laughs> what? Lord. Said, um, I'm gonna bully. <laughs> Literally, let's bully one animal. Um, the squonk is always unhappy, even morbid, so we're kind of finding some consistencies here. He's given to constant weeping over his really upsetting appearance and can sometimes be tracked by his tear stained trails. Moonlit nights are best for squonk hunts, for the animal prefers to lie quiet in its hemlock home, fearing, should it venture forth, that it might cla- catch a glimpse of itself in a moonlit pool. Sometimes you can hear one weeping softly to himself. The sound is a low note of pleading somewhat resembling the call of a cross-feathered snee. Oh my god. Here's here's my thing. <laughs> is what if this guy's just sobbing because he can't fucking move from the spot he's in because he keeps putting his circles and everybody else is like, haha, it's because you're ugly, isn't it? Are you crying because you're ugly, you little crybaby? <laughs> oh I just like how they, they're just like, he's ugly. I don't know how else to tell you that this animal's fucking ugly. Oh my God. It's like Spongebob where he's like, I'm ugly and, and I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> it's that. But Squonk's not but proud. He's not Squonk proud is all. devastated. He is so sad. So the picture I have is actually an illustration from the original book, which was 1910. So I'm going to show Shelby. Oh. Yeah, isn't he a cutie? I think he's a cute little baby. Loki kind of looks like a uh, Tasmanian devil. I think he looks like a pug. Oh, no. <laughs> It's like Pumbaa mixed with a lizard. <laughs> a lizard? Okay, wait, but yeah, you're right. I know. Yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> so, in there lies the fate of the squonk, who have just drowned in immense numbers because they're ugly and they can only swim in circles. On the left side of their body. <laughs> <laughs> so my next, my next little bit for today is um, actually really cool. I found this because of Kesha. It's a... No, no. Kesha has a little... Uh, creepy little supernatural show. Um, I think it's called, like, Conjure and Kesha. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck. So this is about the Odd Fellows, which is actually my first for the podcast, A Secret Society. Ooh! Ooh! Ooh. My information comes from Wikipedia, oddfellows.com, or .org, I apologize, and the LA Times. So, as it quotes, first thing you see when you open up the Odd Fellows website, Have you been searching for a way to help others and be a part of something bigger than yourself? Welcome to the Independent Order of Oddfellows. As an organization, the Independent Order of the Oddfellows aims to provide a framework that promotes personal and social development for members. The degrees in Oddfellowship emphasize a leaving of the old life and the start of a better one and of helping those in need. The command of the, they they call it I-O-O-F, the command of the Oddfellows is to visit the sick, Relive, relieve the distressed, bury the dead, and educate the orphan. Specifically, 
Odd Fellow members today are dedicated to the following purposes. To improve and elevate the character of mankind by promoting the principles of friendship, love, truth, faith, hope, charity, and universal justice. Hmm. To help make the world a better place to live in by aiding each other, the community, the less fortunate, the youth, the elderly, and the environment in every way possible. To promote goodwill and harmony amongst peoples and nations through the principle of universal fraternity. Holding the belief that all men and women, regardless of wa- of race, regardless of race, nationality, religion, social status, gender, rank, and station, are brothers and sisters. I mean, this sounds good so far. Right, right, right. Ideally, the Odd Fellows Lodge is a place for the fellowship in all its forms, from hanging out and having fun to discussion to networking to collaboration to collaboration on creative and constructive projects, all with an eye not only on our own st- satisfaction but on what we might offer to the community at large. An ideal lodge is a great venue for positive energy and all members are encouraged to contribute their share. Hmm. They have a no discrimination policy which covers that they will not discriminate against anyone with a disability based on age, ethnicity, gender, race, sexual orientation, religion, or any other sexual or sexual social identity. Good. They also have a contact section where one can request modifications on their policies, practices, procedures, and provision of auxiliary aids and services. Hmm. It's all very open. Their website is. That's what it seems like. It seems like it's just very supportive of everybody and very welcoming. Right. So would you would you join the Oddfellows? I mean, it's based well, off of what I told you. Probably. So, <clears throat> I I feel like like it doesn't. It's not like it doesn't seem sketchy. Right. Seems very positive and promoting and things like that. Yeah. So what do you, what about the secret society do you think is so interesting to the public or, or kind of, why do you think they keep it a secret? Do you have any, any uh, ideas? So bad people don't join it? Okay. <laughs> I think I'm taking a test. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if it's kept like a secret and like uh, an exclusive type mm-hmm. thing because it's kind of like um like when they have like when a product or something is an exclusive product mm-hmm. people want it that much more that's fair because it's ex- so exclusive like think supreme yeah like they could literally release a shovel with the, the supreme lettering on it and people would spend thousands right you're right and i think i've always been really interested in secret societies so to me i mean yeah that tracks like it's secret why is it i tell me like, i want in give yeah me, let me in secrets yeah yeah, I'm right there. Yeah, that really looks like a... It's A, B, C, or D. If you fail, you're out. <laughs> okay, so, so this is where the LA Times comes in. Okay. In 2001, the LA Times had an article published titled, Odd Fellows Have Skeletons in Their Closets, and Their Walls, and Attics. Ooh, what? Actual skeletons? Oh, I don't like that face. Caitlin made a face for <laughs> those who can't see, which is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> a handyman was repairing overloaded circuits in an old brick building when he discovered a passageway into a dark space between two walls. Upon finding a black wooden box, his curiosity peaked and he decided to tug it from its spot. No. Then, a white shroud appeared, then leathery ribs, and then white candles. Oh. He was quoted saying, it was like a Dracula movie. The top of the skull was covered, but you could see the rib cage and the sinew. Mm-mm. I don't want to join anymore. I take it back. For a good 20 minutes, he, sto- he stood frozen and then return the skeleton to its home between the walls. He said, you know, actually, that's none of my business anymore. But imagine standing there for 20 minutes just contemplating, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you? I would put that bitch back so fast. Literally. I'd be like, Why run would away. you stand there for 20 minutes? I would just be screaming. I'd I don't, be like, like mm. you would scream and stand there. You'd just be like, ah! <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, 
So he stood there, and then he said, you know what? That belongs in the walls. That's between the walls and God. Okay. Period. Um, the building he was repairing was the Warrenton Lodge of Independent of the Independent Order of Oddfellows. Of course, once the police found out, they got a search warrant and seized the remains for immediate examination. What's so insane about the story is that the exact same mystery has been popping up all over the country. What? Because <laughs> the Oddfellows aren't just in one place; they are all over the place, so they just got all these and they're international. In their walls. Yeah, and all of them. That's really cool. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, that was sarcasm. It's great. It's fantastic. We love that for us. Um, as it turns out, the skeletons, like who they call Jane Doe Oddfellow, which was the skeleton that the repairman found, um, reside in closets, drawers, attics, and cross spaces in Oddfellow's lodges nationwide. Why? Oh. To members of the age-old fraternal order, the skeleton is a symbol of your own mortality. But did they kill these people? Not to our knowledge. It's like a, a crypt. Basically, they're like... Let's stare at the skeleton and be like, damn, that's going to be me one day. I mean, I think you could just, like, envision your own mortality. You don't have to, like, <laughs> look at skeletons. I feel like it kind of feels like memento mori. Like, remember you died. I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're going to die. And so with them saying all, like, we got to do good. We got to do good stuff. Because you're going to die one day and it's not going to matter. So just do good things while you're here. I get like, that. keep skeletons in your walls. Yeah, that seems great. That seems like a good idea. Um, so supposedly, the skeletons are a treasured relic, which is used in one of their most solemn and secret rituals, which is initiation. A longtime Oddfellow from New York, Wayne Colgrove, stated that he remembers his initiation from over 50 years ago. He hesitates to reveal too much, but speaks of a password and a skeleton that, quote-unquote, wasn't to be seen by anybody until you take the degree, which means, like, until you take the initiation. The words they say are something like, you're here and pretty soon you're gone and there's a hereafter. It's a lesson in life. The Independent Order of the Odd Fellows dates back to the 17th century England as a charitable organization that worked to help families in need and buried their dead. The first American lodge opened in Baltimore in 1819. The skeletons were likely purchased from scientific or fraternal supply companies. One catalog from the early 1900s advertised, and I quote, genuine full-size selected specimen set up and wired, fairly, fairly deodorized. Fairly. I won't mind hella deodorized. <laughs> Ew. I want my bitch sterile. Literally. Nothing. Medically sterile. Um, the original skeleton that the handyman found has not been identified to this day, and as of 2001, she was identified as a white woman who stood about 5'1", and her arms, lower jaw, and feet are missing. Ah! She could have died as of 10 to 150 years before that she was found in the wall. And medical examiners paired up with anthropologists at the Smithsonian to conduct some more research. And we do not have any updates. Oh my lord. What the? Uh, other than that creepy skeleton, it still seems like a but, pretty I mean, cool. And I kind of get it, but like also, if you donated your body, you know, you donated your skeleton. Like, and they said you didn't murder the person? As far as we're They bought it. But also, like, you could just, like, like get one of the, the ones that they have in science class. Yeah, like a plastic one. Well, that's why I said sometimes you can get medical ones. Now, in Conjuring Kesha, she did go through, I think, the initiation process, and from what they were allowed to show us, because it is still a secret society, they came in, they did talk about her mortality, they left her in the room, they, she had her eyes covered, right? Um, and then they left the skeleton standing in front of her, and then they left, and then she was allowed to look at it, and she was left there to just contemplate life. Stare. And, like, what kind of person do you want to be? Uh. I mean, out of all the societies and groups and shit that there are out there, they don't seem like a bad group. 
And it's crazy, it dates back to like the 1700s. That's what's insane to me. You have a secret society that dates back that far. That has lasted that long. Well, in the part where I said it opened up in Baltimore in 1819, um, and in England they were charitable and they helped people bury their dead. That was during plagues. That was during sickness. So they... They really are out here, like, doing doing the most. They just have a little creepy way of initiating. Mm-hmm. And the one that opened up in Baltimore was opened up by someone that left England who came to Baltimore. And um, it was, I think it was the Spanish flu. There was something that was going around. And he was very adamant about doing that. They had a struggle with, um, I guess, what is it, initiation processes with, with getting members um, during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. That's how old this is. Um, because everyone was at war, so... Then they started opening up to women and things like that. There is, like, a sisterhood one. Personally, it seems less cool. <laughs> Usually <laughs> if you have to have a sisterhood, it's kind of like... Are they called, like, the Rebecca's? It's, like, really weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, Boy Scouts versus Girl Scouts. Which and Girl Scouts just teach you how to talk on the phone, and I want to learn how to shoot bow and arrows. Literally. God. Anyway, um, I'm going to see if there's an Oddfellow thing around us. I'd be interested. Do it. Honestly, they seem like decent people, and as long as they're not murdering people for the skeletons, I don't have as big of a problem. Do I want to have to stare at a skeleton? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I think it's 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 a little fucked, but it's, it's still kind of a cool idea. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool, but you know, obviously the skeletons date back to seventeen hundred, so like seventeenth century. Like y'all are just gonna have to write it out. This is just something we've done forever. You right. know. And I feel like if they were, like, a truly nasty group of people, like, going on for that long, they probably would have been shut down by now. Yeah. You have to also, assume. it makes me think of the Masons. I want to know what the Masons do. I want to know what the Masons do. What do you do? Tell me your secrets. What it's so secretive. You don't know who the Masons are? No. Oh, we're going to have to do an episode of the Masons. Yeah, definitely. That one has a lot That's of That's a secret society. That one's... That one's... Tin into another secret society one where Shelby learns about the Masons. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> But yeah, so that was that was my squonk story, my poor little ugly man, and my um, my story of skeletons in the closets and attics and drawers and and under floorboards and yes, and as always, we would love to add a picture of the ugly little squonk. I um, sure will. Poor little baby. We'll put him on our Instagram. So please go over there, show him some love, put a heart in the comment. <laughs> he needs Shout it. out to the squonk. He needs it, my poor baby boy. Um, if you're interested in following our other socials, we do have TikTok and Twitter. Um, and we have Instagram. It's at Salt the Room. And then please, for the love of everything, if you have a story about the Freemasons, if you have a story about the Oddfellows, I'm begging with everything in my heart, please send it in. Just send it. Tell me what it is y'all do. I need to know. This is eating me alive inside. You know, I don't even really care. I just want a story. Someone let me read about what they do. Like, you can tell me about what you ate for lunch, and I would read it Maybe for everybody. I, I still would. <laughs> Let's do a mukbang where we just read yeah. what you eat. Yeah, dude. But, <laughs> but for real, just send your emails to saltroom at gmail.com. And as always, stay alert. Stay safe. And if you hear something creepy, salt, salt the room. room.